Welcome to the Primo House Podcast, the podcast about house music intended to teach, reach, and preach the genre. We are house music. I'm Cami Garcia, and we have the Primo House DJs, Anthony Garcia. What up, what up? Trey Garcia. Hola. And we have the Primo House mascot, Dottie Longbody, running around, making all the noise. Thanks oof, for oof, joining Dottie. us today. Our guest today is one of the newest members of Primo House, David Isaac. Hello, <laughs> hello. Today we're talking to David about um, the West Coast, where he hails from, and we're talking about his interesting career. <laughs> we'll get more into that. It's exciting. Um, but before we get into that, what have you been listening to? Let's start with our guest, David. Well, I would have to say my favorite track that I'm listening to right now is this track called Where Is My Man uh, by Earth Kit Earth and Joti Vanille. Yeah. And I think I've played that almost every time I've played since I've been in San Antonio nice. you now I've, I've dropped that song I don't think yeah. I've noticed oh, but I well, love I me some Earth of Care her vocals are so I don't even know how to describe them hope you find them sultry hope, you, hope you find them <laughs> where's your man sorry I really interrupted that joke there <laughs> um, alright awesome love it Anthony what have you been listening to lately I have been channeling my Junior high and high school uh, soundtrack. I've been listening to a lot of my uh, music that I used to listen to when I was skateboard. So I've been listening to a lot of like uh, Dead Milk Man, Dead Kennedys, Fugazi, cool. a bunch of punk rock. Just a little change it up, get away from the house music. So have a fresh set of ears uh, every time I play a set now. That's awesome. Any, y'all get you guys getting away from house music right now? I I. Generally, do you get away from house music? Really? Yeah, I mean, like I think the last podcast I was like on my classical, classical music kick. kick. Um, I I keep ninety one point seven jazz care to use on my radio, my my car all day. Uh, so that's usually what I'm listening to. What are you listening to now, Trey? Uh, but given the topic for sort of San Francisco <laughs> house and sound, I've just been digging back, being nostalgic, listening to all of Ohm, everything Miguel Miggs is crunched out. Um, you know, and that took me down the path of like, of course, JJ, JT Donalds and stuff. And then, because uh, I learned about JT when I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, um, Marcus Wyatt, I was interested in him out there. And then, uh, and even and even Cascade. But, you know, found out Cascade is actually from, he's from Chicago. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, then he moved to San I thought Francisco. He was, yeah, but I thought he was like from the Midwest or something. Not, not Midwest, sorry. Um, Utah. Maybe he lives out there in Utah, I guess. Either way, not important. Has nothing to do with the uh, topic today. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to. I've just been all into the Ohm series. And I love what I love about Ohm, they do like uh, Ohm Lounge, uh, just the different sounds that they can have, you know, stuff you can listen to at night. And So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, Ohm was a powerhouse, man. When I first started out, like if you were on Ohm, like you were the shit, like you, you made it. Like any anyone who was on Ohm is like, yeah, you're you're at the top of your fucking game. Yeah, like could do no wrong. So that yeah, they were huge back in the day, man. Without a doubt, you've been sneaking Heather on there. Yeah, Mark Farina, <clears throat> everyone, yeah, man. Of yeah. So I've been listening. Uh, well, you know, you keep your radio on the jazz station. I keep my radio on NPR. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they uh, were doing a review of this album from Sema Funk. I don't want to say it's very good tone because it's not, but it's very. It's like I think he's. You know what? I feel so bad. I don't know where he's from. Sorry, right. he's from a Latin country. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Mexico. Uh, he has a fun accent. <laughs> he's from Santa uh, Fe, New Mexico. 
but George Clinton did a track with him, and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna. And they t- they played a little clip of it, and I was like, that is so you know anything George Clinton touches is so weird and spacey. That's you know that's his game. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually I really thought of you, Trey. I thought this would be an album that you might like. I listened to it from beginning to end. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's just a really funky, super fun Latin album. Um, the album is called El Alimento or no. Yeah. Alimento. And, um, I don't know. Like if you just, if you're just kind of passing by and listening to it, you're just like, oh, it's just like another like Latin you know dance album um but when you like sit there with it it's a lot more interesting you know the 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 details are in the producing in that album i thought it was really fun that's Um, funny you should bring that up i was a couple weeks ago was listening to 91.7 and they they had like a uh they were doing like a latin afro night yeah yeah yeah. is that what it is well i I, it's very like it does have afro i mean it has to right like they just had a whole bunch of like artists like Gabriel Gasson, um, Lady Midnight, Snow Allegra. I think Snow Allegra might be a, an album name, but but uh, yeah. So I was like driving. Uh, don't turn me in. I pulled over and I was driving <laughs> yeah. and I and I started texting like I'm not texting. Uh, taking notes on everything. There were all of the artists they were bringing up on there. It was amazing. It's amazing music. I don't even really know how to to label it, uh, but it does have definitely Latin flair. Um, you know. It's, Spanish vocals and, and and most of it. There were some English vocals in it. It was amazing. So yeah, I think that's the thing that's so fun about so many Latin countries is that they do have like that Afro inspiration. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the Afro that we know. Mm-hmm. You know, with the I don't know with the the drum, the repetitive drum or whatever. Um, but it was like definitely influenced. And then yeah. Anyway, it was Sweet. a blast. I loved it. It was awesome. such a fun album. I look forward um, to listening. I know. I, I need to send it to you. To be honest, I'm not kidding you. I was gonna. I was checking to see if there was like a local vinyl I could buy. Nice. I actually heard a track that kind of caught my attention. It was crazy. Uh, I, I thought it was a like a indie like a funk like thrash kind of funk band. Okay. Like a throwback. It was actually a Pharrell track that was called Hunter. Now nice. I may be. I may be like biased, lo- like I far from the you. game. I might be oh. far behind. It might be like oh, an old no, no, track, no. Or whatever. But I heard this shit, and I swear to God, I thought it was like just like a, like a band, like an indie band. Oh, nice. like I could picture some dude with long hair, some white dude just thrashing on a guitar, and I had a Shazam because like dude, this shit's fucking badass. Did and you by chance uh, see what year it came out? Uh, no, but I have it on my Shazam, and oh, right dude, it, it was fucking tough. That shit yeah. slapped. That's awesome. Slap. <laughs> yeah. No cap. <laughs> yeah, it's Liddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Liddy was so what? 2020, Cammy. Uh, yeah, I, I dude, just... that, he, he killed it on that track. So if it's new, like, hell yeah, but dude, yeah. you have to listen to that track. It's shit. Well, dude, you know, Pharrell's fantastic. Oh. I just, anything he does, I don't care. I love even it that Minion like those, song. It had I like, like a it. funky bass line, like a guitar riff. Like it just sounded like just a. A rock band like it was yeah. badass. You know, I hope I don't misquote this, but Monty, my my son, he, he told me that I believe it was from 2003 to 2008. Uh, Pharrell and NERD comprised 80 percent of the radio. Yeah, they did. They in had, some they capacity, the huge, whether they were doing like production, yeah, and wow. everyone. Neptune's like you can touch yeah. their yeah. Neptune's alias. Yeah. They're huge. To this man. day, NERD is probably one of the best live shows. Oh, top top five. Nice. Yeah, well, they did ACL. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was a blast. Yeah, oh, he's, a, he's a genius. For all. Monty also turned me on to a bunch of other new artists that had a, uh, were definitely more Afro. So I think 
from a house perspective, like what, what I refer to as how as Afro is or is more Afro house is more more tribally, right. more bass heavy. Right. <clears throat> but I think the true genre of Afro house music is actually more melodic. Um, and Monty's turned me on to a lot of art, new artists that have just just it's it's not necessarily anything I could play out. But I mean, driving around, just sitting in the house, home, it's, yeah. it's amazing. There's so much amazing music out there. Yeah. I'm glad for it. I'm glad new new shit's coming out because man, she was getting a little weird a little for a while, yeah. a little stale, a little boring. The uh, you know what else I think is kind of happening, and I don't know if this is 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 me listening with that ear or if this is really occurring. But I feel like a lot of artists are trying to do four on the floor house patterns, house beats. Damn. I feel like a lot of artists are trying to bring back some the disco, the late seventies, early eighties sounds, right? And I know that you know. Well, not, um, what's your name? I think it's one of the Cardi B or Nicki Minaj or someone. Demi Lovato. They basically <laughs> ripped off uh, the Percolator. Yes. They call it the Twerkulator now. Yeah. No, there's a lot of that. And it's like that a straight up, occurred, like, that, mm-hmm. rip off of Green Velvet. Yeah. Well, they pay for it. I mean, I'm mm. sure he got paid. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's getting paid now if he's not. Yeah. But, was yeah, they basically just because ripped of off it, that I mean, house track. Like, Kanye's done that, too. He's done yeah. the Deje. But he's house, you know, the, he's, he's house. He's from house, Chicago. Dude. He's house. He's from Chicago, dude. He knows what the <laughs> Yeah, he did Lovely Day, though, so. Yeah, exactly. That and, but, you know, I mean, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Yeah. Anderson, well, yeah, but I mean, now they've done sort of a, it has a disco flair to it. Mm-hmm. It's a track that's on the radio recently, but yeah, so I just feel like there's a lot more of it. There's even artists that are doing just like a, a again, the disco flair kind of sound that I'm like, man, is it me just listening with that ear or is it really happening, right? Is this revolution finally Dude, about to happen? You can't hate on disco, so, disco rules. Yeah, definitely, man. for sure, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to keep going more. I have more to say, but we're going to move on because this is literally the longest segment we've ever done. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. This is a good conversation. I love it. Hey, dude, you still here? What up, I'm Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Just come on in. Doing? Just jump in. Don't wait for a pause. Sorry, Just my go. first podcast. You know, I'm getting used to this. <laughs> this is your first podcast ever? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, we're popping your chair. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, I find that shocking, actually, just for too. some reason. I don't know. Um, and I think the audience will understand why when we get, when we get All in there. Right. Well, let's take a quick break, and the audience will understand why in like literally 10 seconds. Probably less than that. All right. He's a um. humble chap. <laughs> party people? Primo House is throwing a New Year's Eve party. December 31st, Friday, Hondros. Be there. Tickets can be found at Eventbrite forward slash Primo House. Buy your tickets $10 online, 15 at the door. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And we're back. And we're back. Oh, oh. Anthony's doing it now. Get the new roll. Okay. So today we're going to talk about all the crazy, interesting things that David Isaac has done in his life. Not all of them. You don't have to go into that much detail. <laughs> Shifty eyes. Um, and... We wanted to talk about just like the the experience that you've had being from the West Coast, the experience you had in the West Coast, and then kind of our experiences in the West Coast too, and like how we're interpreting those experiences all the way here from Texas. So let's talk about festivals. That was one thing that we really wanted to talk about today, um, because you know comparing ACL, what we have here is I okay. I can compare ACL to Lollapalooza. They're almost exactly the same festival. Um, 
but I have a feeling that the festivals you guys have been to are totally different. David, do you want to go into that? What are some festivals that you've loved on the West Coast? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, on the West Coast, they, they started calling them micro festivals, I guess. They're not quite as big as Lollapalooza, but they're kind of like these smaller camp out things with, you know, sometimes just a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand, depending on the festival. I love it. Micro everything. It's all niche. And uh, I mean, there's nothing better than hearing house and techno music reverberating through the trees in some forest somewhere or being out in the middle of the desert and not hearing any of that. And it's just, there's something about hearing music out there that's, that's pretty special that I just, I love. And um, there's actually a camp out coming up this week. My first one in Texas I can't wait to go to. But, um, what is it? It's called Ambient Camping. I think it's been around Are for like going? 20 years or something. I'm like, oh man, I got to go to that. I'm, it sounds familiar, yeah. Cam yeah. is going. She told us to go. Oh, then that is Alex's party. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a blast. Is that, uh, where is, is it at the beach, that party? I think it's, um, no. It's not a beach, I, no. no I think it's at be, a campground of some sort. It used to be out there like a Bustang Island and all that, but I think due to the weather and all that, I think they moved a little bit more north. It's, uh, whenever due people due say they have like beach parties, I'm like, the humidity alone. You know what mm-hmm. I, you know what, what, it's kind of actually a, a point of frustration for me. Those festivals, I think about all of the things that our friends or acquaintances that are involved with here in Texas alone are doing. There's got to be other things in other states going on, too. So I would love to have all the information on this, but not because I'm going to go. I just <laughs> I just love to know. Like, right. Like, I mean, there's all these different kinds of things. And I think when you understand those festivals, it gives you perspective about what people are listening to, what people want to do. Right. So um, like our crew is pretty diverse. And, uh, you know, you're one of the ones, fortunately, that's brought a little bit more diversity to our crew about those types of festivals. And, mm-hmm. and me, y'all know me. Like, I'm like a nighttime city. Yeah. <laughs> you have brick around me, hear some <laughs> sirens, some bass. <laughs> hey, that was me forever. And so finally someone drug me out to Burning Man. And uh, the, I know no it's pun. a cliche. There was no pun there. But... Uh, it really does change your perspective on oh, no, things, sure, not just yeah. life, but music. And as a DJ, oh my gosh, it's, uh, you know, I feel like when I was DJing, you know, just getting started like 20 years ago, you know, Love Parade in Germany was probably like the Mecca. If you could play at Love Parade in Germany, like what else is there after that? Mm-hmm. And then maybe Ibiza rolled around and people were like, man, if you could get booked to play in Ibiza, like that's the thing. And then Winter Music Conference. And, 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 WMC. Yeah, and WMC, okay. absolutely. Then Detroit. But I, I got to tell you, for me and my perspective, and just having been to Burning Man as a DJ and seeing what goes on out there, man, if I could get play, booked to play a sunrise set nice. on the Mayan Warrior art car or yeah. at Robot Heart or just any of these, anywhere, I mean, to me, that's the Mecca. I just, there's something about being out there. And I almost feel like, you know, Burning Man has almost created a whole nother almost genre of music that my friends joke around and have called it shaman house, <laughs> but it's very ethnic and almost Arabic and okay. dreamy, spacey yeah. sunrise it makes a lot of sense. music and it makes complete I, sense. And I mean, I could be wrong, but the whole organic down tempo section that's popped up on Beatport now there that's a whole little you know genre of its own I mean to me that's like that that's the Burning Man section that's the music you're hearing out there at right. least 
sunrise sets yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's, it's all, I mean, I love that stuff. Um, but as far as some of the, the, my favorite festivals out in the West coast, aside from Burning Man and, and everything is, is inspired from that. They're all trying to take a little slice of that. And cause once you go, you just want a little bit more well, of it. And a lot of it, literally the groups, the camps from what, the camps. from Burning Man. They're like they're DJ like, crews. Well, and not yeah. even just DJ well, crews. They're just, a, they're just some the people them. that attend and they're like, well, let's just have our own like mini festival until we go to yeah. Burning Man. I see that all yeah. the time. Some of that Absolutely. happens. And there's also the crews that have the sponsored quote unquote sponsored events at Burning Man they have to raise money throughout the year so they're doing right. parties that lead up to it, right? so yeah. and, and some of it's for their art too mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. the big you know sculptures that they take out there oh my yeah. god it's insane there's a there's an artist here uh, Lisa Dragon here in San Antonio um, she did a phoenix she got a grant for it and uh, so she it, she took a bunch of people who helped her out with it but they welded that together and it looked fantastic and they took it all the way out there from san antonio did it come apart i i you know what i don't know the logistics but that's cool you remember the artist's name that's badass yeah Yeah, i just you know what i've tried to talk to you about this before and i was like i don't know but it just came it came to me lisa dragon she's awesome um and vanessa the one that owns the rock shop or runs the rock shop over there uh at brick was helping her out with all that stuff. And so it's so like a bunch of women nice. Uh, that nice. welded this giant phoenix Whoa, together. That's awesome. So cool. It looked really awesome. Um, but, you know, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about West Coast Weekender because I think that's what this is all leading up to. No, I'm just kidding. But, Aunt, what? talk about your experience. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I've been to a bunch of parties in California, all, you know, San Francisco, LA, San Diego. But as far as festivals go, um, West Coast Weekender is usually, you know, probably one of my favorite parties of all time. I've, I've got to see so many uh, of my favorite DJs, different genres. Uh, I've got to see LTJ Bookham, Purple Disco Machine, Mark Farina, David Harness. Uh, so many heroes of mine. So those guys definitely have their shit together. Also the people who do the Love Life parties in San Diego. Uh, those yeah. guys know how to throw a party as well. I got to see Jimster on a yacht. Uh, it was a whole Star Wars theme party so you know those kids in LA and San Diego they know how to throw parties and uh, they definitely know how to get everyone involved and you know get to the music and just get totally lost in the experience so yeah I'm more I'm more on the intimate things you know and and living in Oakland and in San Francisco I was going to Oakland for you know home base and things like that and, and but there were I took trips down to Nocturnal in L.A., which is massive, right? I mean, I saw uh, Diesel Boy there, saw the Jungle Brothers nice. that nice. came out. It was just Super. amazing. Mind you, I mean, house music is on the main stages, right, all over the place. But there was these little tents that we'd pop into, and it would just change your life. And Sometimes those are the best. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I gravitate towards those smaller, intimate yep. things. You know, I saw Fife in El Paso at a random bar with Feral Monk, right? Nice. Like, like that, those things to me are, that's why I, I listen and why I'm a fan, you know what I mean? But yeah, um, those things speak to me, right? And I think that's what Burning Man is for you, David. And I think that's what those big, large festivals, outdoor festivals are for you. Oh, even the small ones. Yeah. Sometimes I think um, some of the small ones are the best sometimes as well. Um, it just depends what you, what you're, what's going on that weekend. And um, I don't know. It, the, the best one, I would have to say, is probably Desert Hearts. I mean, yeah. that 
is one of the most insane parties I've ever been to. And I think I went to the first five or six of them that they ever had. How long has that been running now? Gosh, when did they have their first party? Ask me why, because Well, they've been around now. Well, they're they're seasoned veterans. They are. Um, Yeah, Desert Hearts, Lucidity. um, Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm lightning in a bottle. Like, why is it insane? It's the most, well, that one in particular. I don't want to, you know, I mean, it's debauchery out there. Okay, it's so much it. fun. Love it. I mean, it's just. Into it. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Whatever you're into, you'll find it in. What? I'm not. You know I'm not. <laughs> and, and I got to say, Desert Hearts throws such an amazing event um, because what they do is they have, they have this whole thing like one stage, one vibe is their, their motto, I think. One stage, one vibe. Yeah. Okay. I so, like that. You cool. know, like if, you want, if you're ready to go dance, there you go. Everybody's over there. Whereas yeah. sometimes you go to these festivals and they're a little too spread out. And you go over there and you hear your buddy play and you're like, well, darn it, every, nobody's here. Everybody's mm-hmm. here. They're all too spread out. So yeah. Desert Hearts, if you're ready to go party and shake your, shake your tail, there's going to be 2,000 people already there waiting for you. Sweet. I yeah. have very specific opinions about multiple stages. Yeah. <laughs> I have strong opinions about it. More yeah. is not always better. It's usually Something worse. like that. It's yeah. Usually worse. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it depends, right? Like yeah. somewhere at ACL, you got, they need more stages. There's yeah. too many fucking people there. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, when we went to go see Os- Ocelot, the Ocelot little party that we went to. Ocelot party. Soleil. Yeah, Soleil. Osole? Uh, Osolade is Osolade. But we went to the Soleil party, which is run by the Siesta crew, which is, you know, uh, all the guys that run that label, which is uh, Chris. Um, it's the cats in San Diego? Yeah, it's all the dudes from San Diego. Well, but those guys, like, throw the dopest parties. Like, every single time I've been to San Diego, like, I've seen yeah. the most dopest. Those guys bring mm. everyone who's, who's, who's the shit. Like, I got they do see, a lot of things right. Yeah. yeah, they really aesthetically, do. it's just a really yes. good party, it's and then the sound, and then the 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 the, the quality of of artists that they pull. Well, yeah. just their crew alone, everybody's right. in the mm-hmm. Soleil crew is yeah. dope as fuck. And then the, yeah. the guests that they bring, like Andy Compton from the Rules, like dude, they just they just know their shit. Mm-hmm. I was more inspired by their scene, to be honest. Um, truly inspired like i think I've, I've been trying to capture a little bit of what they do over there here yeah um because the same exact people that we saw at that party we saw at your party with natural rhythm like the same people so it was cool like i was like oh we just met you last night and now you're here again on a totally different part of town like mm-hmm. it, extremely different part of town but i was just like okay like it's a it's a culture it's a movement it's a family it's a friendship I, and so I really love that. Yeah, it's all Chris Hernandez and all that whole Siesta crew who's been producing and running that label for 20 years, and which is you know one of the tracks that I picked out for today. So talk about been, West Coast House. I yeah, mean, Siesta is pretty segue, much like you know uh, one of the biggest influences when I first started out. So it's cool to see like these guys still throwing parties and doing shit like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Well, on I that mean, note, let's take a break, and then when we get back. Let's talk about West Coast house music. Let's do it. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Trey. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Going to the Prima House party for Prima New Year's Eve. Prima House party? Damn straight. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cammie, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Definitely doing a Prima House party. 
Um, I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years now. I'm super excited that we're finally getting to do it. Is this our inaugural New Year's Eve party? Inaugural. It is our first. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it awesome. is our first New Year's party. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Well, uh, I want to tell you why I've always wanted to do a New Year's party like this. Um, every year, my friends, like the week of New Year's, are like, what are we doing? I'm like... Seriously, everything's right. already booked up. We're just yeah. now making these plans. Yeah, 364 days to plan this. Show. Right, and also I didn't set aside 120 dollars to like get into a bar and pay for all that stuff. I was like, so every year it frustrates me. Um, so I've really, it's been a goal of mine to really do a New Year's party, a Prima House party, um, <clears throat> so that people can reserve their spots. They don't have to go. Yeah. To go bar hopping, trying to figure out where they're gonna be, what they're gonna do. Now our Prima House party is not 120 bucks. It's not even close. It's 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks, and that money is going like straight back into the community. I spent $10 at Starbucks, so. No, bougie. He likes a good drink, <laughs> I'm telling you, especially wow. when it's not on his dime. Uh, I, know you, I know you don't drink coffee. <laughs> no, it's a latte. Uh, <laughs> Grande. Grande. He really does. He pulls all those stops nice. on me if I'm paying. Um, but it's going right back into the community, yes. right? Like we're paying our local DJs. We're paying, um, you know, just DJs from Austin or, or wherever mm -hmm. from out of town. Um, but it's just going back into Hondro's parties. Um, and then we have a couple other benefits from Hondro's Trey, you know, the details. Yeah. We have uh, champagne toast at midnight, uh, provided by Hondro's really excited about that. We have another surprise at midnight for everybody. And we just want you to come party with your friends. We want to party with our friends and the people we love. So come out. Come December 31st, us. 9 to 2. Yep. $10 um, online or 15 at the door. Um, support your scene. We love you. Want to see you there. Happy New Year! Happy New, Happy New Year! New Year. <laughs> and we're back. We're here with David Isaac, and we just spent way too long talking about parties on the West Coast. But I really do want to get into David's profile. <laughs> yes. Tell us where you're from, David. Uh, actually, born in Houston, okay. by the way. Oh. I'm a Texas boy. I'm actually, I'm actually a Texas boy. Yeah. Um, but raised in Seattle. Um, went to high school, junior high there. Uh, but then been living in L.A. for, boy, I think I spent almost 25 years living wow. in L.A. With a, with a little stint in uh, San Francisco for a little over a year and then back to L.A., but yeah. What city did you start uh, DJing in? Well, I, I bought my first records in Seattle at Orpheum. Orpheum? Is that the right? I think that's the name of the store. I don't even know if it's still there, but uh, I could probably still tell you the first 12 records I bought that yes. day. Um, did you go to any United, United Souls parties? I can't say that I did. Because I, I moved away from Seattle, I think a month after I turned 21. And uh, so I didn't really start actually DJing until I was in L.A. I, I was saving up for my DJ equipment down there. And uh, a few, few years, that was a few years after I got to L.A. It took a while. It's, that's a tough nut to crack in L.A. Mm -hmm. to, to get in there, especially when you don't know a soul or didn't grow up there. I'd say the top was, 10 cities is probably difficult to break into. Um, especially number seven, San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't just let totally, in anybody. Totally kidding. But yeah, I mean, I similarly, I was DJing before I moved to San Francisco, and well, I, I take that back. I moved back back to the Bay Area, and and I was already DJing at that point. And uh, yeah, there wasn't a chance. Everybody's a DJ out there. There wasn't a chance that I was going to play drum and bass in San Francisco. 
I wasn't playing house at the time. So, so yeah, I feel you. The best quote I heard somebody say in San Francisco was, you can spit and hit a DJ yeah. in this town. And oh, it's yeah. kind of true. Yeah, wow. Turning into San Antonio. Well, I mean, it's almost every city nowadays. People, people start DJing instead of playing the guitar yeah. a little bit more often than they were. But that's always one of my, my favorite questions. I'm like, do you think there are more guitarists or more DJs in the world? Now? Yeah, more DJs. I think there's more DJs than the people are playing. Guitar. I don't know. Like I don't know. At least in my DJ. world, there are. Yeah. Well, we, for those that call themselves DJs. Um, Anyone can be a DJ. It takes skill to be a great DJ. Yeah. Or even a good Ten one. Tableless, yeah. You, so what yeah. did you do in LA while you were there? Uh, for work, let's say. Um, well, it's funny. I had recently uh, moved down to LA thinking I would only be there for the summer. I was going to save up for my turntables and go back to college okay. back up to good old wsu go cougs actually i'm a husky i grew up a husky oh, i don't want to i don't want to upset my seattle family yeah okay. um right. i could hear the husky games from my house when they scored a touchdown it was pretty awesome um what was the question again what did you do like what, <laughs> yeah, so, look you know where we're going with this you're trying uh, to be humble okay here's the okay. thing let's talk about your grammys oh <laughs> I don't have any Grammys. But how many Emmys do you have? Oh, yeah, uh, Grammys. I've got two. You've got, you two, got two Emmys? Yeah. What are well, that's what happened. I moved to L.A. thinking I was just going to be there for the summer. Um, and I thought, hey, let me try to see if I get some summer work in the film industry. Because um, my family was in the film industry. And that oh. always helps. And I'll tell anybody, don't be ashamed to get any help from your family and get your foot in the door somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you never know. That's that might be your only route. <laughs> Um, but I will say it actually makes you work a little harder because you know you got your parents' rep- is on the line. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was trying to get into picture editing; it wasn't happening. I mean, look, look, I mean, just trying to find a job as a driver or scrubbing toilets at a place that did picture editing. And then one day, um, my stepmom called and said, "Hey, there's a spot that's does sound editing. You want to go check it out?" And I went and checked it out, and that changed my life. That day, this guy was doing sound effects for a TV show called Lazarus Man. It was an old Western. And I walked in there and I could see, and, I, and, and at this time, I, had, I think I just finished buying all my DJ equipment. So I was already in knobs and faders and lights flashing. And, and I walked in this room and it was full of knobs and faders and lights flashing. And I was like, what is going on in here? And he said, well, look, this is what I'm doing. And he's sequencing. It's kind of like just taking a song. You take a drum kick and you put it in sync. He's taking a gunshot and I'm putting it in sync with a video that he's working on. And I was just, I'm like, well, screw picture editing. This looks way more fun. And, and it, it is, if yeah. you ask me. <laughs> yeah, no, we've heard um, some of your work, and it's amazing. Oh, well, thanks, job. man. Um, so, yeah, my summer stay in L.A. turned into 20-plus years. I never went back to college and just started to, I, I, I kind of knew I was in a good spot. I was, someone was willing to teach me, and I was like, this is pretty golden. I'm going to take advantage of this. I stayed and. Yeah, and that was that was it. And eventually, started doing it. When did you move to San Antonio? Oh, I want to rewind. I want to name drop a little bit. We just glossed over the Emmys. Yeah, we're just glossing <laughs> over the Emmys. You already know that's so. You worked on Stranger Things. I did, but only three episodes. That's I was okay. very lucky. It's Sometimes it's all about being in the right place at You're the so right humble. time. With so many things in life, and that was definitely one of them. Tell everyone about yeah. the Emmys that you. Uh, yeah, so you, the awards in your pantry. You worked closet. on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his pantry. I saw it when I was looking for extra toilet paper. Next to the Golden Grand. If I had, it doesn't even have to be an Emmy. If I had an award, it would have a conveyor belt that went around the house and just so everyone could see it. 
at all times. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, my friends have teased me like, dude, you need to put that on a gold shade and go out at night. I'm like, man, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, so, before, so yeah, Stranger was one of them for Stranger Things. Well, that was the most recent one, and then uh, a long time ago, um, literally, th- what was it? 9/11 was on a Tuesday. I'm on my first day. I mean, two days before 9/11. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. Um, yeah, it was for ER way back then. ER. Way back in the but day. But you've also that worked on 300. Show. Yeah. Cloudy yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse. That's probably my favorite thing I've worked That's on. That's so cool. Um, that is the cool Just way. for everything about it. It was, I mean, great movie. And the crew that we had was, it was like so much fun. We had so much fun working on the thing. And uh, I don't know if I can say, yeah, I can say this. But that's what I'm going to be working on mostly the next Next year, starting in February, we're going to be starting. You on got the, it? We're working on the sequel. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, man. yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. That's bad. Yeah, I knew that was something that was looming. So yeah, I had my fingers crossed that when that the sequel came around, that I'd get the phone call and yeah. Oh, that's so bad. like, I just want to clarify what David Isaac does. It's, cause it's so cool, and it took me a while to understand it. I was like, until he showed us, I was like, oh, so like when you're watching a movie with actors. That have fake guns. <laughs> he Speaking makes, of guns, yeah. He makes the real gunshot. Man. God. You know, that is fucked up. I did it at the cost of a joke. But that fucking cinematographer was badass, dude. And I hate that that she lost her life. I was offered some fucking stupid just some yeah. Well, it's like we talked. Rules about and regulations like, are know. definitely going to change after that for sure. Well, they, how they come it didn't change twenty years ago with Brandon Lee? I have no idea. They were in place. They just didn't adhere to law. Right, but exactly. Yeah, but yeah, but so rest in peace. Love your work. I apologize. I don't remember her full name. So, not, so not mm-hmm. only you badass sound design engineer and all that. Tell us about some of the favorite parties that you played in in L.A. <sighs> Boy, because you have a pretty extensive. SoundCloud and uh, kind of impressed me, man. I was like, holy shit. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you, you guys have impressed me. And I just want to say this while I got to have the chance. I'm new to San, uh, to San Antonio. I've oh, been here maybe six months. And when I first got here, you know, I didn't know anybody. And so I'm on Facebook searching house music in San Antonio, blah, blah, blah. Finally, one night, if something pops up, I go out. And anyway, I, I meet these guys, and I have the time of my life. I've been locked up. It's been the pandemic for a year, and I have some great music. Anyway, let me fast forward a little bit. Anyway, I meet these guys, and uh, they asked me to, to – uh, one of them asked me to – someone else asked me to play. Alan. And Trey, Alan, Alan. Alan asked me to play with him one night, and, and Trey shows up, and Trey walks in, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's Trey. Oh, my God, now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I was gonna steal something. And then, no, just uh, <laughs> I knew you guys. I knew you guys had a thing going, and I'm like, well, right. shoot. If I want to DJ, I want to DJ with these guys because these guys. I've already heard it. Like somebody, yeah, you guys have a great reputation here in town. I could tell from the get go when uh, one of the bartenders was like, "Oh, Primo House is here tonight." Fuck yeah, hell yeah. And I'm like, Aww. well, if the bartenders are all about it. Like, that's a pretty good sign. Um. And so anyway, I just want to thank you guys. You guys have asked me to Dude. join the Prima House crew, and it really is one of the... I mean, you guys talk about... You guys are, you know, think these enemies are pretty cool. I think being asked 
into Primo House is pretty fucking cool. We it's one of the highlights. Better than an <laughs> hey, <laughs> for me it is, man. I ain't gonna lie. No, it, man, I mean, that's really a lot of that Emmy stuff is just being well, at the right time at the right, pl- yeah, yeah. right place at the right time. Trey and I if were I'm being prepared honest. for a hard sell when. We asked you. We were like, "All right, so we're gonna talk about all of our benefits." <laughs> yeah, what kind of healthcare do you guys have? Dual monitors. But hey, if anybody back in LA is listening to this, you guys need to know that these guys are for real. Aww. Yeah, um, we're glad to have you, dude. I, it, it, um, so Anthony said it a while ago about the dynamics of Primo House, and and, and I talked about the diversity, and you know it's. It's not because, to be quite honest with you, I didn't know your background when we considered asking and inviting you to play with us. I honestly heard you play at TBA for 27 minutes one time, and I was like, Hey. Yeah, Trey t- was like, you gotta hear this dude Alan book, and I'm like, All right, thanks, this is yes. what the fuck that I was telling you about. Been forever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, not to be that guy, but do you know how many mixes I get? Like, so yeah. he's like sending me your mixes, and I'm just like, okay, David Isaac, cool. Who's this white dude? Yeah. <laughs> so hey, I can no. relate. That's what it was like for me in LA for years, making cassette mixtapes and handing yes. them out to this one promoter in particular. Oh my god, it took years before yeah. he finally even listened to one. Oh right. On. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah, no, no, just heard you, and and it was a, uh, it's you know, it's also about timing too, right? There were, yeah, there were certain things that were taken off with Primo House, and we had an opportunity, and we were had always considered Alan. Um, I, I, Dano is probably the youngest of the crew, uh, the youngest age wise, and the youngest DJing, and he's just always loved us and respected us, and uh, as well, and he, and. He actually used to feed me music. He, he, he jokes that he's my ghostwriter. He, <laughs> he would find a track and he'd be like, Trey, you got to play this out. And, and every time I did it, it rocked, right? It rocked it out. So He's got great taste in music. He, yeah. He, All he, you guys do. He's a musician. And I think yeah. uh, at some point, I think we're going to have him on the show. Yeah, well, right? next episode. Oh, right on. Yeah, so. Segway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week. Dano. Daniel Enriquez. Dan, and Dano. Dano. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He, uh, yeah, he's a musician. And he's a drummer. Yeah. And he's a singer. And he plays the piano. And uh, So, like, uh, where I was going with you is... You know, I was interested in you based on your talent, right? And and now we add these other dynamics and, and nuances to Primo House that just makes us better. And it oh, definitely. It, yeah, it rounds us out. It makes us diverse. Uh, I still would love to have you know a female DJ become part of the crew. Um, uh, Wherever I, she may be. We have yeah, we have uh, we have other guys. We just brought on Dave. Um, Dave Spoon. Well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. he's so amazing. Dude. It wasn't trying to make this about Primo House, but <laughs> I think it speaks to who you are and why you're here. And, and we love having you, man. So. Hey, I feel like uh, you guys are going to be friends for life. And Aww. I am blessed to be a part of it. We really am. Some way. Yeah. I know. We're like, you hold just my, felt. Hold my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and and also just being a new guy in a new city, I mean, yes. the new guy in the city, for you guys to kind of take me in, I mean, it's a I just feel so blessed. Aww. I yeah, really do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to start talking about some of the tracks that we've picked out um, from our favorite West, Cal- West House. West, West Coast House. House. West Coast House. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, producers and artists, we'll be back. You know what I'm really excited about New Year's Eve? What's up, Trey? We're going to be showcasing all of our artists from Primo House. We have Coulier, Anthony Garcia, the talent, 
Trey Garcia, the tall one, Dano, <laughs> tall. and Alan Balon, right? <laughs> the, the two cuties. <laughs> they are cuties. They're fucking cute. <laughs> They're probably the ugliest ones in the crew. <laughs> the what? They're probably the ugliest ones in the crew. <laughs> <laughs> They're not here to defend themselves when I'm saying it. But I'm really excited about showcasing our artists. We'll be playing um, Friday, December 31st, Hondro's Garden Patio. Get your tickets online. Don't wait. Yeah, don't do it. Get your friends. Come through. Make a plan. You're going to hear some dope music from some dope artists and me. And it's going to be a great <laughs> night. We're all going to be there. Yeah, seriously, don't wait till the last minute. Um, <clears throat> you really, this happened to me a couple years ago where we started at a bar. I'm not kidding you. It was lame. We stayed there. We paid a big ticket price to get in. It was lame. We left. We spent... I'm not kidding. It was like 120 bucks to like Uber down to the strip. Like we ended up at the strip anyway. Uh, You're going to end up on the strip anyway. Just go to the fucking strip. Yes. Yes, exactly. Kiss me, bitch. Yes. So we missed like midnight. We missed like the festivities. And I was like, oh, "Oh." so it was literally like somebody got lost on the strip. And it was just like everybody was broke. We all owed each other money. (laughs) It was so bad. So instead of spending all your money on Uber, you can spend it on drinks at Honjo's. Yeah, there you go. That's come right. Come dance, come dance. And we're back. Man, we've been talking to David Isaac. And we still haven't even gotten into his track that the hit a million views. A million views. Listens. A million? It's not a YouTube. Million, million. listens. So one million? Listens. One million. <laughs> Wowza. So, um, this track, um, David, you produce this with your friend Nicholas Black. That's correct. And it's yeah. called The Sun. Yes. Uh, featuring Daniel. Imam. Uh, Imam. It's an amazing guitar player from wow. Norway. Oh, super. And he actually recorded the guitar parts in Norway, if I'm not mistaken, from tell, halfway around the globe and sent track. it back to us. What's special about it? Um, well, it's pretty easy when you sample the Beatles. You're already halfway there Um, and this is a remix of here comes the sun um i hate to go back to festivals but i was literally at a desert heart on vinyl no no um this was you know been up mom hope you're not listening but i'd been up all night at a festival we were at desert hearts the sun was coming up and i was like how cool would it be to do a remix of here comes the sun by the beatles and Fast forward, it took you know a year or two later. I'm having lunch with, with my friend Nico, and I tell him about this, and Nicholas we're like Black. Nicholas Black. So we literally, after lunch, go back to his studio and, and knocked out the the foundation of the Parts, track. Yeah. yeah, nice. And um, I mean, it's uh, it's probably the track I'm probably most uh, proud of so far. Okay. I mean, it's easy when you snap with the Beatles, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it's uh, we when we finished it, we sent it out to, you know, all the DJs we knew, or you know, at least could find their email address, and um, hoping that they would play it. And sure enough, I heard a story that uh, Marcus Wyatt played it at as his very what? first track nice. at his Sunrise set at Aww. Burning Man, which wow. was like get the f out. Almost, I think it probably did make me cry. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. if I would have been there, I would have been bawling my ass yeah. off. <laughs> um, but to hear about that was pretty special. And I've heard of a couple other DJs talk about how they, they've played it at similar uh, environments, sunrise sets. And that, that's what we made it for. It was for the sunrise 
been up all night at the festival. It's time to maybe kind of mill out a little bit, but not quite entirely. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, Can we listen to a couple I'm seconds? I'm excited. Of it? I want to yeah. hear this shit. Yeah. Let's all do right. It. Let's, let's take a, a second to listen to it. That is definitely something I can hear Marcus White or anyone else playing at a sunset. Sunrise set. Yeah. Sunrise set. Man, wow. beautiful jam. Thanks. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, Beatles. And Nico. Nico's an amazing producer. I was lucky to, to do it with him. I don't, love, I, I don't just love it because it's the Beatles, and I have a Beatles tattoo. <laughs> 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 I love the Beatles. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, but the way that that bass yep. is not super sh- sharp. It's like a little of a dulled but heavy mm. bass. Is that correct? Uh, and the sample is subtle. It's not like it's full on rip, it's, but like uh, it's it's subliminal. Well, it it eventually opens up into the baseline, you you, right? you hear the whole thing open up eventually. Yeah, the okay. whole song. Yeah, you hear the lyrics and. I know. Well, yeah, yeah y'all go check it out, man. It's dope. One million plays. One million. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you don't, we don't need you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was fantastic. Well, I'm so glad that we got to listen to that. It's so fun. We're going to get into um, more West Coast yeah. DJs and producers. Um, so let's start with you, Anthony. What did you bring in for us? I had the hardest time picking out just one song because I basically grew up listening to straight up West Coast House. I think I've had a conversation all day with everyone here stating how that's pretty much like what got me into house music. Like, most people grew up listening to East Coast shit like Chicago House, uh, Little Louis Vega, all that classic, you know, traditional house. But for me, it was a little bit different. I lived in El Paso, which is less than 12 hours away from the West Coast. So all my favorite DJs were all from San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, all over the West Coast. And they all had different styles, different unique, you know, genres and and. I think to me, the one that probably stood out the most was um, a label out of San Diego called Siesta, which, you know, we, I think we talked about favorites. earlier. Uh, and amazing label. They throw some of the dopest parties still to today, 20 years you know, later. They're still rocking it out, throwing parties. And uh, one of the songs that stood out to me was a, a song from DJ Buck on Siesta called Make It Hot. And uh, I think we're going to play a clip of it right now. All right. Let's listen to it. Yeah, before I go, I just want to make it hot.
Yeah. Now, now, see, to me, like, that is, like, my definition of West Coast House when I was growing up. It was, like, completely different from what everyone was doing on the East Coast. It was, like, tribally, funky, uh, really 303 heavy, a lot of cool hip-hop vocals and samples. So, like, to me, like, that was something completely different than everyone else was doing. So that made me gravitate to that sound and made me want to, like, play that shit and compared to like anything else that everyone was doing uh on the mm-hmm. east coast so much respect to the east coast i mean i love chicago any you know new york all that shit that they're doing but to me when i was a kid and growing up and 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 the thing that caught my mind and made me go away from house and punk and all that stuff was was the west coast sound and and, and just the shit that they were doing and it was so much fun and, and and that label still to this day is probably one of my favorite labels of all time so what I really loved about that track was that it was a really chill track, but it wasn't boring. It was still a really mm-hmm. fun track. Like, I can still move to it. Yeah. You know, having a chill house track can go Yeah, it's deep, one it's funky, it's tribally. Yeah. It, it, there's so many elements to that track. And like I said, I, I could have probably picked a hundred other different yeah. tracks, but oh, no, that one is just so much fucking fun. So. This was the hardest assignment that we've had. Without I a think doubt. So. As like, far as to me, it finding, was. finding a track for me. Because I, I've, I've could, I could go all over the place. But that that Siesta track, or on Siesta label, right? Um, was it DJ Buck? Yeah, DJ right? Buck. That actually makes a lot of sense in, to why you sort of migrated towards jack in house right yeah so i mean it was like early early right. prehistoric yeah it's jack not jack in but it has a little <laughs> of those elements and and it, and it makes sense why you why you why you migrated there that's awesome man yeah yeah for me it was i i i never really thought of a west coast sound too much because i always felt like i was introduced to house music in san francisco and i thought there was a san francisco sound um, without a doubt there is i and i think there is and i think there's guys that own it and have created it like miguel miggs and and julius pap while while you can argue JJ. that jj jj um, dude is is by far one of my favorite producers uh and djs in the world ditto the world. yeah right on i would yeah, have to agree I love that Absolutely. Dude, top 10 uh, great yep. hair um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's this, there's you know I was introduced to house music in the Bay Area, you know, seeing Cascade at random places. This is before, you know pre EDM, right? And uh, and he and he was phenomenal. And I and I know he's not from the West Coast, but again, I was introduced there. JT, hearing him out there, seeing these guys at random spots on like a Wednesday night or Friday night or you know Migs at DNA. Um, I, I remember one 10, time. 10 Folsom. 10 15, yes. Uh, I, uh, end up. Kelly's yeah, Mission up. Rock. Well, they end up. We could have a whole episode of the end up. Um, I remember one time I saw Migs at DNA and uh, we he wasn't on stage. And then all of a sudden he was on stage and someone was like, did he just appear? <laughs> and I was like, I think he did, man. I think he just floated down from the sky, picking his tracks out of the universe and then started playing the DNA. Killed it, man. Of every time, of course. So, so actually, I picked the track that I brought is uh, City People. Uh, Miguel Miggs came out on an, an uh, After Dark San Francisco CD compilation. It was like two CDs in there. And, and it has a, a whole bunch of, of San Francisco artists. It has even, uh, I think it has a Cascade track on it. I think it has, um, I was talking to you earlier about... Um, King Kuba. King Kuba, yeah. And they're from the UK. A, I yeah. almost picked a Migs track, too. Like, he's yeah. one of my favorites. Like, you know, he, he people say, you know, he's a little bit different when I play now, but when I was growing up, like, 
Migs was the shit, like yeah. without a doubt. And, and I almost would have picked him if I didn't pick that DJ. Right on. Track. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't pick the same artist. But I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of. I wouldn't say a lot. I have a few salted records on wax, and I have some of Migs's uh, records that I that I've played out. You know, kind of right time and place for me to have to play that. I think y'all all appreciate this truly really isn't my sound, but this is where I came from, right? This is what created and made me into, I think, the DJ that I am today. And it's all of those artists, man. Wyatt, Osin Lade, again, I know he's not from the West Coast, but I was introduced to that. And then, then when they would play out there and book out, get booked out there, they'd play that San Francisco sound. So yeah, Let's listen to it now. gets better in parts of it of course no and, uh, interesting that uh, that's not your typical mix sound like i'm used to the more deeper shuffly uh some vocals music yeah uh, yes yeah those are the Tim easy Fuller, picks man all that stuff like, that's the shit i grew those up on those are the like, easy picks and 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 no disrespect lisa shaw i love her and love everything they've done together but yeah it was i was thinking about that moment of san francisco where i'm listening to this cd right and, and physically putting the cd in the car and, uh, or my cd walkman and <laughs> sony walkman yellow yeah i wish um everybody could see the way trey dances because that track is the way trey dances nice. <laughs> y'all can um can november 20th <laughs> october 30th october 30th i don't know if this All podcast will come out by then but october 30th yes halloween we're doing our party. major halloween bash yeah um because and and you know what this isn't that this sound is not too different from uh the last track you picked out which was um something city though uh, delicious yeah yeah delicious yeah yeah, yeah. It yeah. has that same kind of... I can imagine you dancing exactly yeah, the, the same the, way. The, 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 like, the tracks that you pick are usually mm-hmm. different from what you play, but it's cool because those tracks inspire you Absolutely right. to, to, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. your thing. And, and I think what you're hearing, too, is probably uh, if I were able to play vinyl all the time. Yeah. Right? Because this, this is a dub. Without a this dub. This is a dub. Yeah. And I always gravitate towards the dubs. And, uh, and being able to play wax is a completely different experience than, than what we do. The love dub mix. I love what yeah. happened to the dub mix, by the <laughs> exactly, way. Man. The exactly. dub plates. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I love I, I I love playing CDJs and, and doing what we do. I get to I get to select a different style of music than I would play on vinyl, but you know, vinyl's where it's at, and I think that's probably what you're hearing. Because there is a, a there is a, a a pattern in it for me, right, right? Of what I love and what I pull out. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> David Isaac? Yeah. What did you pick? Well, I, okay, I wanted to go real quick. I Wait. wanted to go into that. I didn't pick a track for this week, which is kind of abnormal for me because it's my thing, and I love doing this. But I was looking at the definition of, uh, you know, I always research. I'm like, okay, well, what is this yeah, genre? What is that? We have genre? to fact check it. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is no articles about what the West Coast house music sound well, is. 
And I think it's because you guys pointed it out. It's not really like, oh, the whole coast has a certain sound. It's mm-hmm. like this city mm-hmm. and that city and this city all have different sounds. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, today's just a lesson for me. And it is. It's crazy because a lot of the people who I feel are West Coast are like basically originally from the East Coast. Like all the people who uh, I are my heroes and all that are basically like originally started off in Chicago and all migrated to like San Francisco, like Freena. Except for Migs. Yeah. He grew up in, Frisco, in Chicago, moved to San Francisco. Like not that Cascade is one of my favorites, but you know, res- yeah. much respect to that dude. Right. But he started off a Chicago cat, moved to San, San Diego. Uh, Joshua is, you know, one of, you know, started out of gramophone records, moved over to the West coast. Uh, our Dallas's own JT Donaldson, one of my favorite dudes and a good friend like he moved from the you know texas to the west coast so there was just a time when that 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 time in that era was so hot and everyone was moving there and gravitating there and that sound was just so new and different and i think that's what captivated me and like made me focus my attention on the on the west coast as opposed to like the music on the east coast so which brings us to you know kind of the david was like i didn't know we could bring old songs i brought new songs (laughs) so david uh tell us about the track you brought well this was not even really that new it's i think it's a couple years old now but um you know you were asking me you know what's your favorite west coast house music right now right these guys just happen to be from the west coast yeah um and it's one of my favorite songs and i think anthony you were asking me how would i classify it and it's really hard to classify, and I think that's why I love it so much because it's so unique. And um, anyway, the track is called um, "Elefante" by Epstein and Sarkis Mikael. Ma- Mikael, Mikael. Michael. Because not right. a I hope chance I didn't that, that Sarkis Mikael is from the West Coast. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, this really track's out on Soul Selectors, <laughs> and I just think it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, right on. Yeah. Let's uh, let's give this a little listen. track might not necessarily be you know your definition of west coast house but i can definitely no, see like marcus wyatt <laughs> dropping it at yeah. deep or one of those cats or dropping one of his, it somewhere uh, one of his yoga events yeah <laughs> well this is i love so, you marcus i know i'm sure you're listening this is so revealing um about your style i spend a lot of time at events like trying to pin down all of you guys' styles i think i got it your style i have not pinned down yet and uh, so this is really revealing that you're really into that organic sound like you mentioned earlier and this is it like this is that very like you know you've got drums you've got bells just elements that are natural I've always gravitated to live instrumentation right, in there house you go. music that's what it is if Instead something's got the- real instruments as opposed to synthesizers I'm all about it yep. I'm not that I don't I mean I love some crazy techno with banging crazy synthesizers but when it comes to deep house or house or something just kind of funky to vibe to i'm all about really something love, unique and i bet you with, lo- really love yeah. the music out of the middle east right like I pakistan do. um some i have of a the, lot of shaman houses my right. friends like to call it <laughs> right. yes right on yeah yeah very the, arabic sound yeah speaking of deep house real quick 
I hope I'm not talking out of turn here, but but I feel like the deep house, the true deep house sound, was developed in San Francisco, w- was created in Northern California. I should say maybe, and like again, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like that's that sound. This I'm talking I, I, before disclosure, before the deep Miguel house. Miguel Miggs is probably know. one of the. F- I don't know if it right? pretty much originated yeah, there. I probably wouldn't strongly say that, but those guys took that sound and like develop their own sound out of it like yeah, there's no okay. doubt like yeah. Migs and JJ and Russell and Mi- yeah, yes. Pap and all those guys just like grabbed that sound and like just made it their own and like yeah. dude for a while those guys were just fucking crushing and as yeah. far as Deep House like yeah. they still till today but those guys definitely yeah, you know made their unique, own unique sound I also want to say about Migs I think he plays like seven instruments seven or I wouldn't be surprised yeah no. so Dude's amazing, um, but saying saying there's a West Coast house sound would be like saying there is a West Coast rock sound, right? Nirvana in Seattle is not Metallica from San Francisco, right. and it's definitely yeah. not Motley Crue from LA, right? So it's like the span. So I think I think that's probably why you don't find anything specifically about West Coast house, right. but uh, but there's definitely a San Francisco sound. There's a Northwest sound. There's a San Diego sound, and I think there's a, an LA sound. Well, and from such a big state. I'm not surprised. Right. Like, it's not as big as Texas. I think but. it's something that's more that's something you have to kind of live and experience and kind of like read about and, and yeah. studies on. Like if you've been to a West Coast party, you, you know what an L.A. party is or you know what a San Diego party is or you know what a Frisco party is. Like mm-hmm. there's a reason why they call it Frisco Disco. Those guys mm-hmm. created their own sound and it's. Or an Oakland party. Yeah, Oakland party. Like, dude, there's no, no party, party like, like an, an Oakland, Oakland party, party dude. without that's, a doubt. That shit is not just a, like, a lyric. That shit is. That shit is. That's a lifestyle. Funk, all that shit. Like, I West- think, I think it would be fair to say that there was a West Coast house sound back in the heyday of when Siesta was like one of the best labels out. I, for me, I would say if you were to ask me well, back I, then, I would say like Siesta, like in early nineties, late nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, mm. like hippie and halo, yeah, the, H the tribal H. Oh my gosh. H foundation. Some yeah. of my favorites. Joski and onions and all those mm. guys. Yes. All those guys. To me, the, all, that's um, what, if, if someone were to ask me back then, what's the West coast sounds, that would have been my answer. But now it's so diverse. I don't know that there is one sound that you can say, well, that's, that's the West coast yeah. sound because there's, I mean, you still got, Good for you records with Kenny Summit oh, Kenny putting Summit, out some classic doubt, just yeah, how, house Summit's music. Crushing it right now. Yeah, uh, Sunshine and, Jones and and yeah, uh, dude, what yeah. they were doing yeah. before. Dude, um, Sunshine's the shit. Yep. And then you've got these, you know, Burning Man. I hate to say it, Burning Man inspired like these melodic techno kind of stuff that's pretty big out there too. Hey, time and place. Yeah. Hey, time and place um, for all of it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick commercial break. Lightning round. Welcome to the lightning round. Before we go, we have some questions for you, David. Answer them without explanation. Are you ready? Uh, I hope so. You're stuck on an island. Pick one album you get to take with you. Oh, uh, Bob Marley, Exodus. Oh, that was quick. That's the fastest I've ever seen a DJ do that. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. Checks out. Cliche. <laughs> it could be bitch. shit, but fuck came out came to me first, so I guess that's it. <laughs> that's probably it. That's the one that's in your heart. 
Um, if you could collaborate on an album or a single, who would you like to do that with? Fatboy Slim. Wow, I love Good it. Good one. Even let her nice. finish the question. Like nice. Dude. What's your most commonly used emoji? Oh, it's got to be a smiley face of some sort. Smiling. Be specific. Uh, I don't know. Is there a name for the specific smiley faces? Oh, yeah. There's half smiling. There's full smiling. There's like there's different smiling. things. And oh, it depends geez. on what what phone you're using, what operating yeah, system. I, I use the big smiling. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> the big cheesy you're in. What's the worst track somebody's ever requested from you? Oh. Well, can I tell you a quick story? Yes. It was in the old Planet Set. Yeah. On vinyl back in the day. And some girl comes up like, do you got any hip hop? You know, the classic request right. and you're in the middle of a house set and everybody's listening to house music. I'm like, Sorry, no, I don't have any hip hop. Next thing I know, I look over and she's flipping through my record back. <gasps> That's so weird. Right? What a blasphemy. So I actually, and in the middle of a mix with like trying to keep my headphones on with one hand and my hand on this on the pitch on the, on the turntable you hip check i'm standing on one foot and i'm you kicked oh. i didn't kick at her but i kind of like his like kicked at her like get away from my record back <laughs> Damn. that was the worst request i had to kick at her to get her away she was pretty she lit too knocked but her over though that would have been so funny like whenever people I, were definitely laughing at the whole situation yeah, that's for see sure my siblings like bending over and picking up something I'm like yeah i'm gonna knock you down <laughs> <laughs> all right what is the craziest sound effect you've ever applied? Oh boy, the craziest the macaroni sounds. Oh, oh my gosh, that's, that's this is a really tough question. I mean, we're talking about. I'll, I'll tell you the first. Okay, the very first show I ever worked on was called Red Shoe Diaries. Really? Isn't that soft? Yeah, man. This is not the craziest sound effect, but the silliest note. I'll never forget it. You know, because we get notes from our boss. Okay, it's this such and such a footage or this time. We need this sound effect. So I got a a note for we need an ass slap right here. (laughs) Right in the middle of a hot and heavy scene. Smack. So that, yeah, that one. That was pretty funny. Wow. I have paid him an undisclosed amount of money to incorporate an ass clap in the next project he works there on. There we go. Now, it doesn't have to be linked or synced with an ass clapping, <laughs> but there needs to be an ass clap in the next movie. But, okay. like, um, do you, like, Google these sounds, or... This is before Google. Red Shoe Diaries no, is... We, we, Oh, we, 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 we have a massive sound effects library that we pull from. Some of them are commercially made, and then, you know, I have a, my own recording gear. I'll go out and record stuff, you know. Have you ever I'll, had to make your own? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Just slap your yeah, own hands. So how are you going to find an ass <laughs> um, clap for us? Um, well, who wants to bend over? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Trey, I volunteer now, you. Hey, the, it's, it's 2021. The ass clap is the new ass slap it's different it really it's is. different it's disgusting I'll, I'll, show you I'll show you after the show all right I'm in. <laughs> all right what's the shittiest gig you've ever played oh. if you, you say seem like a man who's played a wedding i have not played a wedding yes no if you say one of they our gigs they would throw fruit at me if table. i try to play a yeah. wedding they'd be like what the hell is all this music <laughs> Um, like the, the worst gig, again. I don't know. I was super excited to play a, a festival. I was booked to play the sunrise set, and I woke up and they had packed up the sound system and left. <laughs> I will, yeah, I swear to God, that was pretty bad. 
Well, it was a kind of a renegade thing, and they were like on this land that they thought they could be on, and then the landowner found us and threatened to call the cops. And yeah. instead of waiting for the cops, they they the packed up the sound system and left. Funny. And by the time, well, and I had a few drinks, so I passed out my tent. By the time I woke up, they're like, "Dude." <laughs> Good luck playing your sunrise set, bro. They just left. I'm like, what? Yeah, Aww. that sucked. That's pretty shitty. That's pretty shitty. All right, Trey, what plugs do we have? You can find us at PrimaHouseMusic.com. That's probably the single shopping point for you. Check that out. You can find our music there that routes you to SoundCloud for Primo House. You can find our Instagram page there, which is Primo.house on Instagram, and the Facebook page as well. And subscribe to that website because uh, whenever we put up a new post, a new update, that goes straight into your email. So if you want to keep up with our dates, with the podcast, with our um, SoundCloud, that's all in one place. That's all going to be there. Yep. What Check else us do, up. What else do we have coming up? What events do we have coming up? So we play Friday, December 31st, our New Year's party. Where we're taking the, the weekend off uh, for the holidays, for Christmas. So we're excited about that. Spend time with your family. But December 31st, New Year's Eve party with Primo House at Hondro's Garden Patio. And that's every Saturday. That's right. But <laughs> but this is now Friday for New Year's Eve. <laughs> but also so, Saturday. But, but also. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> we want to see everybody at New Year's Eve. We, we yeah. really hope to see the whole family there and the whole community there. Um, we've loved y'all's support so far. We just we hope we can ring in the new year with y'all. Yes, thank you for dancing. Please come dance. We... Really just want to throw a party with our friends, and that's why we, we got into this business. That's why we do what we do. It's true. And, uh, and I don't like mopping every Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, man. Primo House. Thank you, David Isaac, awesome. for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. We Thank so you, Cammy. Great show. Thanks, Alan Balon, for sitting right next yeah. to us and not saying a goddamn thing. He popped in. He popped he said in. One thing. Say hello, Alan. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking creepy. Why is he so creepy? <laughs> And to our listeners for checking in, we are House Music. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got Alain Bailon. Lightning round. <laughs> oh, really? Test, test it. Lightning round. There we go. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. That's really good. I can do it again. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. We're right. ready. We're recording. Lightning round. Ooh, I don't like that. That's creepy as fuck. I like Halloween that. edition. Yeah, Alan Bailon. <laughs> that was our own Alan Bailon. Prima House's own. Yeah, He's in yeah. the studio here with us. <laughs> Catch him on October 30th. That's right. house party. I mean, I guess these guys are just getting into the podcast now without me saying we're back. But we're back. We're back. <laughs> Let's party. Let's hey, party. guys. Guys, who am I? And we're back. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you, guys. Too soon? We're going into the lightning round.